Dad Poet Society. Trigger warning, mentions of suicide, addiction, and other sensitive topics. Okay, hey guys, this is Lily. And this is Anna. And welcome to Dead Dead Dad Dad Poet Society. Society. Lily, for future reference, it's recording on my end, so even if it sounds like I'm behind you, I'm on the beat with you. Okay. And just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. Okay. Yeah. Um, future I'm sure you guys missed our wonderful voices and um, poignant insight the past month. We've been dealing with stuff. The world's been dealing with stuff. Um, I was talking with a group of people last night and they were talking about how like people keep referring to like this vague what's been going on. Um, but, you know, uh <laughs> There's obviously a lot going on in Israel and Palestine. I think, um, you know, we don't really have much of a platform like as a podcast, but we've been if if any of you somehow don't follow either of us on Instagram and are curious about how we feel about the situation, um, you could go to our Instagram on every any given day and see what we're posting on there about it. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, um, we obviously care a lot about what's happening as Jews, as people with family, as not like in the Selena Gomez way, like people with family who are involved. Um, And also as people who care about human rights and also as people who love people who are Palestinian and also as people with strong values me also as a middle east with african studies major specializing in israeli palestinian conflict obviously something i care a lot about and i've been talking a lot about it on my instagram which has double the amount of followers as this podcast has listeners so our statements are there and you know if you want to know what you think or get informed in any way, because I've been trying my best to share helpful information that reflects what I learned through four years of university studies. And I know not everyone has the privilege to be able to study this topic specifically for four years. So, you know, if you want to chat about it, our personal DMs are open, at least for me, probably. Yeah. I'm open to chatting about it. Um, but yes. Or text me because most of you bitches have my number anyway. So true. So that is what's happening. Um, Also, other reasons that we haven't been like recording, it's not just that. It's also just, it's been really, really hard to record in hostels and like on the road. In the past, when I've recorded while traveling, I've been staying at friends' houses or staying at like very small, quiet hostels. But I've been in Eastern Europe and then Asia, both of which are places that are very busy with backpackers and jam-packed days and the hostels never quiet. So we want to give you guys good quality recordings. That's like really important to me. Really thinks I'm kind of anal about it sometimes, but I, I mean, I've also been busy as hell. So yeah. So um, yeah, but we are back so wait, on Anna, Where are you right now? That's such a good question. Um, I'm in Japan. I'm in Tokyo. I have been staying in a hostel, but currently I am staying at our God. I don't even know how he's related to us. He's it's like our mom's like some kind cousins. of cousin, like a cousin. Yeah, of cousin. We have a big and close family. Anyway, we're staying at our cousin Matt's house, um, and that's really nice because I can have a little bit of peace and quiet after a truly grueling Halloween week. Not Halloween weekend, Halloween week. <laughs> and mom's so, coming to visit you. So and mom is literally coming in a couple hours. So yes, free lodging, free food. What else could a girl ask for when in Tokyo? Um, life is good. I'm so jealous, by the way. I literally am so fucking jealous. I hate you. You know, well, um, you should go do it. You should come here someday. Yeah, let me just, yeah. Um, meanwhile, I am not in beautiful, sunny Providence, Rhode Island. Right now I'm in, um, I'm home in Bethesda, um, here to visit my wonderful partner, Carter, who's stressed about, I don't know, math or something. I don't really know what it is they do. Also, congrats to Carter. Congrats to Carter. I was home a few weeks ago because they got top surgery, finally. Um, Thank you to all of those who donated and- Your pound of 
Flesh have, is coming soon. Your pound of flesh is coming. Well, pound, that's a lot. And also, more importantly, thank you to those of you who liked my TikTok vlog. Um, it's blowing up. It has about 1,000 views. <laughs> so Ooh, we got a famous really, girl in here. I'm really That's like as many people to... as listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to my um, newfound stardom. Um, in other news, other interesting things are that I dropped my one class that actually requires any effort whatsoever um great choice I figured out a loophole via the student support team who helped me with my dad's death um and basically he like helped me he basically reduced my course load because of um which to be fair last semester I like kept on a full course load so I think it's only fair that this semester I drop a course and still am able to get come loud however you pronounce that and the only person who cares about that especially at brown is of course me because i'm a crazy person so that's really exciting um this professor though i have a bone to pick with him i think he's senile and i actually kind of no i'm not gonna say that i want him dead what i will say is that um he allows you know when like okay you know when like someone in like one of your classes says something that's just like so dumb and like kind of offensive and the professor either is like hmm maybe not or they kind of like allow it yeah like I think like as a professor it is not only your right but it's your responsibility to be like you sound dumb right now girl like and so true that would be my and, favorite part of being a professor exactly oh my god and so in that class everyone in that class hates me Anna well I dropped it but I was the one who was like that's not right like he was talking about and I'm like actually like I'm so annoying but he was talking about like retirement and how like old people are like left to die and spend for themselves and this guy literally raises his hand and goes well old people just live off our government and I'm like what century are you living in do you think we have pensions or something like I guess we have socials and I literally was like Social You're security is not what it used to be. Yeah. And let's then, be real. Like, and then like another time this girl was talking about how like her cousin's trans and it's like really affecting her and she has to like mourn her like 14 year old cousin's gender or something. And I literally raised my hand and I was like, you need to go on Fox News. Um. Anyway. You know, I would have loved you in that class. Um, yeah, everyone fucking hates me in that what class. What class was it on? What What, what was the class <laughs> it on? Was a, it was a sociology class. It was like about like personal development within society and like he just is mm, such an idiot. sounds like rugged individualism no literally and everything that he made us read was from the 50s and like i'm like this doesn't first of all it doesn't apply to the world anymore and also this stuff has all been disproven like social theory is constantly being like like improved upon and everything that he knows and teaches is like still comes like he was teaching us race terms and they were like i looked up every word that he was saying and i was like that's a slur that's a slur that's a slur like they're not even slurs that people know they're like they're like niche slurs i love i love learning new i taught someone a new slur the other day because we were talking about anti-semitism and i was like yeah like um i haven't experienced anything like super outright like someone calling me a like k-word word and someone said, what's the K word? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really, it's not like very commonly. It's not used. like one of those reclaimed ones. No. Well, that's like, I love when people either like they don't know a slur or they didn't know something was a slur. Like oh my when God. I first met Kira, my freshman year roommate, and she was saying, she said like something about, she said like dyke. And I was like, girl, like you can't, <laughs> like, no. Like, oh, no. I know. Um, slurs are so funny. Like who could say which slurs? Like <laughs> I so love slurs because it's just like, it it is it's hilarious and it's like well, anyway um in other news i'm reading the myth of Sisyphus right now once i read it i do think that i don't know i feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff about i didn't know it was about suicide i was like oh like cool girl like philosophy and i picked it up and he was like i'm gonna be talking about suicide and like the philosophical implications and I was like awesome awesome the good news is, is that usually I I can't nothing really retains my attention unless it personally relates to me um so like for my what for one of my class projects like there's a final project and I like asked the professor if we can take like a personal lens and he was like I would expect nothing else from you Lily and I was like cool because I'm self-centered I mean valid I think we have experienced everything in the world so everything relates to us right like every literally like I will and even if I have experienced many things uh, that's another thing that I 
to be honest, I've been feeling really sad lately about the death and stuff. It's just like kind of annoying when a lot of people die and you just kind of like are sad about it. Like your dog dies and blah, blah, blah. But I was just thinking about how exhausting it is to be interesting. Like I feel like especially recently, people have honestly been hyping me up. Like people have been like, you're so interesting. Everything you say is so interesting and you're so smart. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know, et cetera. But like sometimes I'm like, I just wish that I was one of those people who hasn't really experienced much and like who like has experienced like not that much trauma. And like, I just kind of wish that I wasn't like, I just think it would be so nice to be boring question mark because all of sudden, you, thoughts. Can, you can make up trauma like I feel like if I wasn't a traumatized person I'd probably make it up anyway no everyone thinks everyone's like when I was in high school my boyfriend broke up with me and that literally you know in the Taylor Swift as Taylor Swift literally. said when Jake Gyllenhaal dumped her and that made me want to die like and it's and everything is relative and I'm not saying girls your breakup trauma is not valid however I'm saying it's all relative so I think that's why like for me certain things will happen and people are being like oh my god are you okay and I'm like yeah it doesn't really fall on my scale but I understand why you feel like that because it probably falls on your scale I wish that like a heartbreak and like I wish that didn't you say that the most traumatizing thing that ever happened to you in your entire life was Carter cheating on you even though um, we've been dating for like less than a month and I was yeah. 17. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. And that is one thing about me is like literally like any kind of like romantic relationship thing like will emotionally mess me up more than like anything actually like really substantially bad. I think the difference is that like that's that's a very surface level type of emotion. I think the type of complex grief that I am processing right now is so like it's like so deep it's so much I'm I'm literally picturing this is a disgusting metaphor I'm literally picturing like cystic acne <laughs> so fair it's like that under the skin like painful I'm like there's no white head like there's nothing to like release there's no release there's no okay this is honestly kind of a great metaphor it's disgusting but it's a no great way. metaphor like it's and like, then, it's like, like breakup no, trauma like, is like when you have like a giant fucking thing on your forehead in the Giant, middle of prom but it's, a, but it's like ugh. but it's like you could just squeeze it and it will like come out and everyone, and everyone is like and everyone is like validating you and they're like no that sucks like that's really and, and like i've been, been there too and, and everyone's, everyone's been, been there, there. Yeah. so it's like and it's it's like not, not me, it's, embar- it's like it's sure it's like embarrassing because it's kind of messy and whatever but it's not like it's not this like deep like it's not under it's like not under the skin and it's like it's just very like it's it is it's very surface level and it is what it looks like and like I'm not saying relationship trauma can't be like deeper than that I'm talking about like your run-of-the-mill breakup you know I'm not talking about like people who've experienced narcissistic abuse or something you know like I haven't really experienced any also I haven't really been through a breakup since I was like 17 years old so what do I know neither of us Anna and I have like very weird relationships with like our love lives um, so true i've never my goal actually for the next year for anyone listening to this who's interested in me romantically but doesn't want a long-term <laughs> partnership with me my goal for the next year when i finally move home is i feel like i need to get heartbroken like really badly heartbroken before i like settle down and so i'm about to right. be 24 because it's embarrassing for your first love to be your last yeah, but also it's like I want to just like experience like heartbreak and like really painful Sorry, emotions. Like I want to relate to that music. I love the idea of feeling so much pain over something that is like objectively not because like you said, like I have like everything that's been really painful in my life are things that are like objectively like I will never get over. But I feel like right. the process of getting over heartbreak and the whole healing and the whole I'm finally clean sounds really interesting to me. So I'd love to experience that kind of emotional devastation. Right. And that's that's also um, it is like, is like it it's like the things that and it's like the trauma that we like it will leave scars obviously heartbreaks leave scars but I think the feeling of being like I'm finally over this breakup like I finally feel moved on that's not like a feeling that you get to have when like you're I'll never I'll literally never be over dad who was like my main heartbreak in my life so I'd like to have a different one that I could be like is that heartbreak and then like so I'm about to be 24 um by the time I get home I'll be like 24 and a half I feel like can date someone for like up to a year, get terribly heartbroken by then and then get over it like completely by the time I'm like 27, 28. And then by that time, I'll definitely want to be like dating again, potentially finding someone to like 
have a partner, like have kids with. So this is my timeline of letting myself get emotionally <laughs> devastated. Just so in case if anyone knows anyone, anyone that I get along with really well and that I'd like and respect enough to fall in love with, but also would treat me badly enough to completely emotionally devastate me, set me up. That's and the for you guys, actually, for. none of us know a person like that because they don't exist. Anyway. Um, oh, wait, we need to go. Okay, we need to move <clears throat> on to Yahoo News. Corner, oh, my God. Sorry, this is just being like catch up. But honestly, sorry, we like don't talk. So, um, okay, we do yeah. talk, but we don't get to talk this long for very also, often. Also, I am, Anne always calls me when I'm like about to go to bed or something, which is my fault because I am honestly kind of always sleeping lately. That's kind of another issue, but whatever. Um, basically, 989. Well, so, okay, so this is Yahoo News segment (laughs) where we talk about what's in pop culture in the Yahoo News. However, there's only one thing for us to currently talk about that we care about. Because it's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters, and that is... In terms of pop culture. (laughs) In terms terms of pop culture. (laughs) Um, So, 989 vault tracks specifically. Honestly, I could not care less about Taylor's versions because now I kind of have come to terms with the fact that I will not be, be listening to the Taylor's versions of, like, really any songs like i just that's not that's not the kind of fan i am i guess um but and like the before tracks, the cupcakes get mad at us for saying something and no like one that, else, that's another internet slang term that people don't know okay before like the annoying swifties where like you have to listen to tv or else like you hate taylor swift the amount of money i have spent on taylor swift when the original <laughs> 1989 came out mm. i have the right as a fan to do what i want i like her more than you i understand her better than you and also i don't need only jack antonoff's producing that's not something that i need in my life i mean christopher Rowe does most of the tvs but it is very antonoff-esque and i see that and there are some ones that i think like go off really hard like i think like the way i loved you tv goes Mm. off really hard i'll listen to that honestly i think like out of the woods tv like she's like i know places i like oh i know places was a really good one anyway point is I will listen to TV sometimes, but there's certain songs I refuse to like Holy Ground. If that TV comes on, I hear from the first note and I'm like, this shit is terrible. Turn it off. So it is what it is. Who cares? It's fun to listen to the re-recordings again, just to like experience the album again for the first time. But I don't care either way if they're good or not, because I don't feel the need to listen to more importantly, the vault tracks. Because speak now, which is I mean, your favorite album and one of my favorite albums, those vault tracks fucking sucked. Sorry um i like think there's something like i think like um i can see you is fun i was literally gonna say i can see you is the only one i listen to um i also like however, falls in love because it was my surprise hate it hate it um however i will say that every single 989 vault track is a certified banger i mean no, they're legends, all good they're all whatever, good but they're all good i actually um, like and Suburban legends i the honestly past just like oh they're good songs the t the level of specifics that no, we got I was like shook. from these five songs, I was like on the floor. I mean, also just like the prop because nine eighty nine is when Taylor finally started like getting a little bit more like scandalous. Like, ooh, like he's taking off his coat. Like his clothes are in my room. Like, ooh, but like her, the things that she was saying in especially, um, is it over now? I literally my jaw, and also just like the level of. Snark that we got from her. I love like you know, a she's snarky such girl. a little bitch. I love her. Like if she's got blue eyes, I'll I'll surmise that you'll probably date her. Like, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you yeah? And then contrasting that with like from the dining table, Harry Styles yeah. song, which is actually one of Dad's favorite Harry Styles songs. Dad actually liked Harry Styles more than I do. I don't know his discography. Like I'm not like a stan. I yeah. have friends who are stands. I respect him. I like some. I mean, Dad liked his first album. I don't think he really listened to. No, yeah, but Dad like that. really, li- Dad really liked his first album. Yeah, but it's I also so funny. Really like his first album. Harry Styles, like writes like woke up to a girl who looked like you. I almost said your name. Yeah, like he admits that he was trying to date Taylor Swift lookalikes. Yeah, and you know what? She noticed that too, and that was crazy. That was crazy. I can't believe she said that. What really shook me to my core was "Blue Dress on a Boat." Yeah, which, which that's you- that's only only real fans know, but. Basically, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift were on and off for two plus years, but their big, massive breakup was like right after New Year's Eve in 2014. They went to like Barbados together and then she left early and there's this picture of her like on the back of a boat sitting in a blue dress looking like dejected and sad. And that was like one of their big breakups. And it was also kind of embarrassing because it was so public. 
So that is a reference to that. But the fact that she referenced that, which I didn't even really knew she was that cognizant of the cultural place that has inhaler and Swifty lore. That was shocking. I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. Not to like cut us off, but I don't think people really care about this other than me and you. So true. Um, Anyway, but they're really good. I do just like you saying that that was like that dad loved Harry Styles. Like I will say that one thing that's really hard for me is like not being able to send him like I have a playlist on oh my, my phone. God, that's, like, I music know. I want to show I you all the like, time. There are so many songs specifically, honestly, not strong enough. Ugh, you would have loved oh my God. I literally when I literally posted this on my story with the Boy Genius album came out, but I was like, it makes me so Slow sad down. my dad is dead right now because like. I, I know he'd love this album and I really wish I could yeah. talk to him about it. I know. And there's also just like a lot of things that I wish I could talk to dad about in general. I think like, I don't, I, I really miss having like an older figure. Like, I feel like it's like kind of like the place that a lot, that a professor would have for a lot of people. So true. But like, I miss having an older person who's wise and like, you know, educated in the way that my dad is specifically and like certain things where like, I could just kind of like, talk to him and hear his thoughts on like especially like intellectual concepts that I feel like most people don't really care about or like I mean my friends a lot of my friends do but I don't feel like they have the wisdom like your dad has a very specific type of wisdom and also a specific type of understanding of like our intellectual curiosities and interests that just like I really miss having that figure in my life to like call and like talk too about music or philosophy or like literature you know and so now i feel like i have to have some weird kind of like insane relationship with professor in order to get that not and okay hey i don't mean sexual okay hopefully not (laughs) okay well i don't like just relationship i don't know anyway so in case anyone was wondering what the hell we're doing today um, we thought since everything's so terrible and also everything's so terrible, um, we would read some lunch notes and we have some good ones. So true. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to our last episode on this, which honestly, guys, if you're just like only listening to some episodes, that's difficult because there's yeah. lore here. Things build upon each other. Things we build. reference ourselves often. So like... <laughs> You should probably, if you ever start somewhere random, you should probably just go back to the very first episode and like listen in order. We don't have that many episodes out yet. Give us our streams. <clears throat> Give us our this is our this is our streams. primary source of income. We need the money. Please imagine if we got an income from this. <laughs> imagine getting an income from like talk. Oh, that's my dream. Anyway, well, that's why we have to start making TikToks. I know. Okay, when once we like can like film ourselves and like okay. we're gonna pop off. That sounds good. So, but okay, wait. I, I said in case you haven't listened to old ones. Oh, lunch notes are these very elaborate, typed out, footnoted, like lunch notes that he'd write us every week and send us off to school with to amuse us and our peers. And he put so much effort into right. them, and it's right. Really and then cute. he would email them to us if we ditched him or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yours is no. Yours is funnier. You should start. Okay. So, we start off with January 15th, 2015. So, for context, I would have just turned 15. My most beloved and outrageously spectacular pumpkin, who is so sweet that she is willing to indulge my obsessive-compulsive TV-watching practice, which requires us, one, to rewind the show we're watching, on average, every 2.3 minutes, two, probably could benefit from just leaving subtitles on permanently, and three results in three hours spent watching a 42 minute TV show. I will say, like, also nowadays, everybody, like, he was right. We all love subtitles. So true. We all love subtitles. And it is true. We, like, <laughs> we had our shows that we watched together. We watched all the, like, the DC comic shows, like Green Arrow and, like, um, Flash. Flash and uh, Gotham. And mm. it's so funny. Like, it just remembering like our little and it is he well, not only would he have to rewind you have to pause to discuss yeah but then if he didn't completely <laughs> get something he'd be like wait and then he go back it literally if there's a ref oh if there's a reference that that man did not get don't you worry he will get to the bottom of it yeah like <laughs> qu- questions will be asked like he's, in- he's, inquiries will be brought 
his OCD compulsions when watching TV, it's if you've ever been high before and like every time like something like you're watching a movie and like every time something's brought up, you have to like research it and you fall down a rabbit hole. That's how my dad lived his entire life. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. He goes, so the other day I received this very elaborate email from a new donor to New Futures. And for context, New Futures was a nonprofit that he was running slash working for. Someone I'd never heard of or from before. She wrote very earnestly to me to inform me that she'd heard about new futures of NPR. We're running radio ads right now. Gone to our website to make a donation to our cause, but had experienced difficulty with our wildly simple and designed to be intuitive and accessible to a mouth-breathing five-year-old electronic donation system. She apparently had been able to make her donation, but had failed to complete the part of the online form that permits a donor to indicate that they wish to make a donation in recognition of someone or otherwise for a special purpose. Again, the online form basically says in so many words, click here to make a donation in recognition of someone or otherwise for a special purpose. Yet, she seemed to be baffled by this. Consequently, she took it upon herself to contact me, the head of the organization, directly via email, and made a big deal about requesting that her donation be made in honor of so-and-so, two people, a man and a woman from the context, I think they are the donor's children. Of course, in her email to me, the donor did not indicate the amount of her donation. (laughs) Can I just say, first of all, that if anyone wonders why Anna and I don't suffer fools to the point of being exacerbated like we hate one thing we hate is stupid people so and we would 100 percent got that remark that and we're like oh i wish i was like nicer about like and more patient with people who are like ignorant oh, or just like God. not like intellectually very engaged but i'm not and i don't like being around people that i find like <laughs> it's just not interesting to me and also it annoys me <laughs> I'm also just, yeah, we're not patient people. <laughs> I know. Yeah. God. Anyway, yeah, my dad is like, I don't know. It's not nice, but it is No, funny. it's not. We've never said it was a good trait. It's, no. It is funny, though. No, it is funny, though. Okay. <clears throat> the next day, because I wanted to acknowledge the donation when I emailed the people in whose honor the donation was made, I asked Emily young Emily, our operations coordinator, to find out the amount of the donation. Was it $20,000? No. Was it $10,000? No. Was it $5,000? No. Was it even $500? No. It was $50. 50 whole dollars. Okay, so then like he wrote out like the the numerical amounts, like $50 is just like a five and a zero. But he then typed out in caps and italics and underlined 50 whole dollars just to give you the visual which you can see on our instagram but just to tell you Mm. yeah so so true dad nevertheless because i'm a caring nonprofit professional committed to the public good and respectful of all who contribute to our work no matter how lame the contribution (laughs) is i sent the email to the two people in whose honor the woman made the donation and told them how appreciative we are of the woman's generous donation, etc. I also indicated that if these people might be interested in our work, I'd be delighted to talk with them. And I also attached some informational material about new futures. The email response I received shortly thereafter from one of the people in whose honor the donation had been made, and this is a direct quotation, and the full content of the email was as follows. Please remove my name and email address from your mailing list. And also that is written in red. <laughs> and like and just like its own quote. It looks like it's like it's an epigraph. Well, epigraphs are at the beginning, <laughs> but it's just like a standout quote. Oh. Uh, okay. I literally don't even have much to say about this. It's just funny. It's just a good we story. chatted so yeah. long at the beginning of the episode. So Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't think. Anyway. Having received the above email from this incredibly gracious, don't be fooled, that sarcasm person requesting that we remove her name and email from new futures hard copy and electronic mailing distributions following my notification to her that someone her mom had made a contribution to new futures of 50 whole dollars in her honor i decided to implement a new donation policy for our organization as follow 
Yeah, I mean, being a nonprofit executive director was the most baffling career decision. Honestly, is the most career is the most baffling decision a human being can make since you're basically your entire job is just to beg people for money. So this was like basically yeah. like this is like my dad's whole life was just like donations. And he didn't like love it. I mean, he loves like working to help people, but I don't think he he was really good at getting donations though. I too am also really good at asking for and getting money. So I'm really not. I'm really not. I know. It's <laughs> it's 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 a thing. And I and I do it a lot. Mostly my <laughs> own money because my own money is like t- technically controlled by my mother the way that life insurance works is complicated but basically it was all like put in our mom's name but it's supposed to go to us but the amount that we can like get out at any given time is by virtue of what my mom allows and you might be like Anna you're 23 almost 24 like can your mom tell you what to do with your own money the answer is yes and that she, she well will. first of all let's just just a disclaimer because she needs to, because if you, if you were left to your own devices, that money would be gone. No, I'm not actually stupid. Like I wouldn't, but I, it's just, it's just embarrassing. The fact that if I go over my budget for traveling, which you always go over your budget for traveling, I have to call mom and be like, mom, I went over my budget. And actually though, I haven't so far, so it's been fine, but it's something that actually kind of stresses me out. I I would, I would, I would hate to have to do that call because she would be like, Anna, she would not be happy. She would not be happy. <laughs> anyway, um, here's what. Okay, so here's his new policies he's implementing. One, the minimum donation new futures will accept going forward is a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Two, if someone contributes less than a hundred thousand dollars, new futures will post a photo of him slash her slash they dad. Anyway. Um, on our website and on our Facebook page with a caption below the photo reading, this person does not care about low-income people. <laughs> Three, in cases where someone sends us a ridiculously tiny donation in the $50 range, we actually will return it and also will charge them for that stamp. <laughs> Four, these people also will be required to compensate me, Greg Cork, personally for any time i spend preparing and sending preposterous emails informing other people that the donor has made a gift in their honor i will send these donors a bill at the rate of 750 dollars per hour which is about what i was billing clients when i last practiced as a lawyer adjusted for inflation okay flex okay flex he loved the like i used to make money (laughs) i know it was like something that he like was like tortured by but he also was like debbie ryan hair tuck like oh you know i'm still making money and i'm worth a lot of money but i wanted to be making money i could be making money but unfortunately i'm too good of a person to make money and you know all those people who work in corporate law mm, they just like don't feel humanity their souls are yeah no yeah anyway We know we talked about this already in an episode, but anyway, five, when I do send a message to someone in whose honor a silly donation was made, I will tell them that while I find it touching that their mom slash dad slash cousin slash parole officer slash stalker has made a contribution in their honor. I also wonder if they feel humiliated by the fact that they are being honored by a paltry gift of say $50. Can you imagine me donating $50? Can you imagine me donating $50 to a nonprofit and then taking the time to email the head of the organization to request in sort of a snippy tone that he slash she email you to inform you that I have made a $50 donation in your honor? I imagine you would reply to the email claiming that you do not know who Greg Cork is and that there appears to have been some sort of terrible misunderstanding. See, I find this funny because for my birthday and Hanukkah and everything else every year, what did dad give us? A $50, $50 gift, gift card to Sephora. To Sephora. Which, I mean, honestly, he stopped giving those in the, in the last Yeah, no, we, yeah, we, we didn't give birthday presents for the last, like, whatever. I do think it's, like, I think in the age of how we understand, like, donating and making an impact, like, the age of, like, mutual aid and stuff, $50 yeah, actually is a significant amount of right. money. That's an but, important thing to know. Yeah, just for this caveat, like, and we don't think, like, donating $50 is, like, lame or whatever. I think it's just for these bigger nonprofits. Number one, I think it's less that she donated $50 and more that she emailed 
and was like, okay, you have to send this email to these people. And yeah. these people were like, fuck you. So I think if you just donate $50 to their website, they're like, great, that's $50. But if you then email the CEO specifically. <laughs> yeah, like even with mutual aid, like imagine like donating $50 to a mutual aid organization and then like, and then like DMing them and being like, hey, like, can you DM my friend and let them know that this is in their honor? It's more like donating like $5 to a mutual aid organization. Right. Doing that, that, yeah, that's scale. more. Yeah. So just for context on like big nonprofits, everything counts, but also you have to be aware of how much your thing counts and how much attention it should receive. Right. Okay. So he says, with this new policy in place, we no doubt soon will be raking in piles of dough and also making lots of new friends. In addition, I no doubt will be fired. (laughs) Have a phenomenal Thursday, my beautiful pumpkin. Knock it out in biology today. I love you, daddy. I wonder what you had going on in biology. Um, This is weird because this would have been, what, sophomore year? I thought I was in chemistry. I don't know. Whatever. Wait. No, no this would have been freshman year. Yes, I was in biology. Yeah, I probably had a quiz. Year. I did well in biology. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Um, that was lovely. That was, a, yeah. that was a little throwback to dad's nonprofit days. I know. So even though we don't have like that much to like ruminate on the meaning of life with this, it's just fun. And it's like very emblematic of his sense of humor and also his disdain. You know, for most of the general population people yeah yeah i mean we have the rest of our lives to ruminate about death and etc and honestly i've been doing too much of that lately so true. i also like but it's honestly my fault like for my final project for my contemplation and social action class these are the classes we take it around also every time that someone asks me what i'm majoring in i have to say um sociology and anthropology so <laughs> that's something to consider it's probably easier than international classes, politics and fall. middle east north african studies but You're that's like, like international relations, you yeah. know? Like, okay. I'm saying sociology and anthropology. Like, what, what does that even mean? Fair. I will say, though, my classes that I'm taking right now, contemplation and social action, which is part of the contemplative studies department at Brown University. We spend about 15 minutes of the class in silence meditating every class. Um, number two, I'm in a anthropology of suffering and compassion class where we mostly read Susan Sontag and we grade ourselves. And number three, I'm taking Anthropology of Addictions and Recovery. And I went to an AA meeting for that. So Brown is like literally a doing. parody of itself. Like No, it's lit like literally it is a par- like you don't even understand. Like the naked performing art, the pole dance thing on the green. Like it's actually exactly what people think it is, which is awesome. So people love to come to the Brown. I feel like, I mean, it's all schools, but I feel like people love to come to the Brown campus because we're known as such a like liberal, like brainwashed, whatever propaganda place. Um, And like Fox News came to interview us about how many genders there are or whatever. But this group of like scary incel church guys came to the brown campus and they like played bagpipes and held up signs like smile you survived abortion which is hilarious because i wouldn't know if i was aborted i wouldn't care um and i walked by them i love i i know you're not supposed to engage but i love engaging one of the things i said was um i asked if this is where they were offering the free abortions because my friends we all need them and I also um, said, I love abortion. And then they proceeded to respond, you love killing, you love murder. And I said, I actually specifically love murdering babies. So it's funny that you would ask. Um, it's kind of like a good way for me to like work out any kinks in my like comedy routine that nobody wants to see. Um, but they have to listen because we should do like a, a sister duo of stand-up comedy. Yeah, people. the people would love that. <laughs> the people they'd eat it up they, they would eat, eat it up, up. <laughs> um okay well i guess we should move on to my lunch note so this one was from friday september 29th 2017 mm-hmm. so i had like also kind of just turned 15 he starts my outrageously awesome bugalicious one first and of course most important as you doubtless have acidously and then footnote just in case, a civis per Merriam-Webster means showing great care, attention, and effort, marked by careful unremitting, that means constant, attention or persistent application. So you, it's very me. So true. Record, recorded in your calendar this past Wednesday, September 27th, was your loving father's birthday. 
he now is an age that used to seem to him to be really old, but that now seems to him to be both really old and yet one more indication that death is but round the corner. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. How do you know? How do you know? Footnote. Kidding. I know I need to stay alive long enough to get your sister and then you through college applications. <laughs> That's actually the, the way that he he knew his he knew his place like he knew that he needed to get us through college application that's so funny like you'd think it'd be like to like get you like married and like no to get you through college. and he did and he did and he got us into grade school and he yeah and look at us look at <laughs> no, us with our like, talking, little degrees i was literally talking to my friends about my like college essays and i was like yeah my dad i would write them really poorly and then because i knew that he'd just make them sound really good that is so <laughs> funny that he said that the I also have to learning. say like about your writing like so my dad used to like look over like a lot of our papers like depending and um when he started like either like being really sick or when he died I would just like look over Lily's sometimes just because I don't know like I've been through more college than she had been through because she was just starting college and also like my high school was a lot more writing focused so we had to write long papers and Lily hadn't really written a lot of like super long papers before she got to college. Like that's right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I just don't want to like say anything wrong. You're good. <laughs> but like her writing has improved so much since dad died. <laughs> I think you have to figure out how to write things yourself. I think I was actually, I was always very like self-sufficient when it came to writing. Like I, I wouldn't really let dad like make many edits on my papers. True. But I like just that- like, more gr- grammatically, and stuff yeah like in yeah. sentence also, structure like, not ideas but that I think when I got also getting to improved. write I really want to take a creative nonfiction class like I think for that paper I mean obviously it wasn't non-creative not but it just it felt more like personal so it was yeah. more fun to write like an academic paper but yeah sure. no I it, dad definitely there was a lot of learned helplessness there with his writing help yeah just um, like I'm, I'm not talking about like you're always been a good writer but the grammar no, I, and sentence structure has gotten I, so much honestly, better. Don't. Well, that's we were not taught grammar in high school. That's true. We never yeah. learned grammar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he continues. So be nice to your daddy when we celebrate his birthday this Sunday and give him a thoughtful gift. You know, such as number one, thick, luscious, flowing hair, or number two, height, or <laughs> number three, the restoration of his dignity given that he lost it a long time ago on account of your mercilessly cruel treatment of him for not understanding most of what you say. That's funny because I still get in trouble. Like my mom always gets mad at me for whatever her or Danny asks me questions. And I'm just like, I treat like, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you're actually an idiot. You do that to me too. And like, I okay, I just hate when people ask me questions. Like, I'm like, if you don't get it, then you don't get it. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> but i'm yeah i'm very i i do not like being asked i really just don't like being asked qu- a question that i think is ill-informed um I mean, you're you're like dad you don't suffer fools and also people need to understand that the reason why i use hyperbole so much is because of this guy like the way that he's talking about the my mercilessly i mean honestly you could probably consider my treatment of people mercilessly cruel so i'm not even gonna harp on that one much okay continuing if none of these is convenient for you, maybe you give your adoring daddy one of your typically thoughtful handwritten letters in which you express how much you love him and appreciate everything he does for you. Failing that, maybe you can just do what you did when you were like five years old and draw a bunch of indecipherable pictures and scrawl I heart daddy on some cheap construction paper, which I honestly did until I was way too old. Second, you still do that kind of sometimes. I, no, I actually recently started buying cards finally because mm. I for, really, yeah, I, honestly, yeah. And for Carter, I still do that because they get me. Second, good luck on your chemistry test today. Don't forget the symbols for the two super secret elements that are not on your periodic table. CK for corkium and GR for Gregorium. That's a stupid joke. That's a stupid joke. Yeah, stupid jokes. That's such a dad joke. Such a dad joke. It's such a dad joke. Anyway, as you are aware, the drum, the Drumpfmeister, which, by the way, I don't know why if people know why people call like Donald Trump Drumpf, but it's because that's what his family's last name was before they moved to America and changed it to Trump to assimilate. Um, and this was kind of in like the golden. I mean, 
Donald Trump was elected president at this point, but it was still kind of like funny. <laughs> like there's well, really nothing funny about it anymore. It was still I mean, like, it was it was, it was, it was, funny it was still, like funny to make fun of him. Like people like yeah, like it, it was just like a very like neoliberal because he was just such a like idiot. Yeah, it was very neo like orange, fat orange, whatever. Yeah, the Drumpfmeister clearly having nothing more important to attend to. And then there's a little footnote, which is understandable as it's not like we're on the brink of nuclear war or have lost the trust of every other nation on earth or nothing's changed (laughs) or have any problems with income disparity or our economy generally, or are faced with unrelenting gender and orientation and race inequality and unfair treatment or are threatened by a crumbling national infrastructure or need to deal immediately with the devastation wrought by a series of natural disasters or are denying low-income kids a decent education or are witnessing the further and rapidly increasing decay of our environment or need to address a host of other similarly trivial matters. A woke king. (laughs) He's so woke. This past week continued his rant against NFL players. Footnote. What many people don't know is that the Drumpster has gone after the NFL players because the players dissed Drumpf when Drumpf asked if he could, quote, hang out with the teams after games to engage in, quote, locker room talk. Hi. Jesus Christ. But the good news, the Donald and, oh my God. But the good news, the Donald apparently loves NASCAR fans, footnote. And many of them likely love him. Just saying. <laughs> a little classist, but that's okay. Well, I mean, NASCAR is like famously like a very like Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Like racist sport. Yeah. Along with, I'm sure, fans of other professional sports that seem mostly to be played and watched by white people. He's not wrong there. Here's a piece posted this week by the New York Times. Footnote. I actually do cite respectable news sources every once in a while, but only when E! Online or People or BuzzFeed or Gossip Cop doesn't have anything good. I have no idea what Gossip Cop is. <laughs> but that's awesome. Oh, Gossip Cop is like, it's like kind of like a similar to like Perez Hilton, like one of those things. Okay. Quoted material, of course, in purple font. And again, with like the similar um, lunch notes where he like copy and paste articles, I'm not going to read the whole article but i'll kind of like read parts that matter or like read footnotes yeah the article is called trump praises nascar fans and again rails against nfl protests so this was kind of during like the whole colin kaepernick thing yeah <clears throat> so it just like includes like a donald trump tweet talking about how proud he is of nascar and supporters because they're standing for the flag blah 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 Um, And then the article says, Mr. Trump's decision to take sides on this issue was the latest example of the president's proclivity for divisiveness. And then my dad footnotes and says, not to mention the Drumferoonie's proclivity for patent idiocy. (laughs) Got him there. So true. Um, And then there's another tweet that Donald Trump tweeted where he says, the issue of kneeling has nothing to do with race. It is about respect for our country, flag, and national anthem. And my dad says, right. The NFL player's decision to kneel is only about the United States and patriotism. And Rosa Parks' refusal in 1955 to give up her seat in the colored section, he put that in quotes because that's what it was called, to a white passenger was only about riding the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. He's so real. (laughs) Every so often, I'm like, whoa, yeah. Like, he, like... Yeah, like he you know gets what? It. <laughs> yeah, um, and then and honestly, he, he only started getting kind of like a little bit weird about stuff once he had all that brain damage. I know. So, I'm actually like, I'm so sure that that he would have reacted completely differently to everything no, if he. I very much agree. Damage. So let's just remember him as the we'll cut him off he was then. before the he was like yeah. n- like devoid of oxygen for 30 minutes. So yeah, real, real. Um, and then he also footnoted next to where it says how many likes the tweet got, which is 134,620. And he wrote, I want to meet some of his drumpnesses tweet likers. I don't know what he would do if he met them, but. Um, and so like end of the article, basically. And he continues. Also, here are some actual other headlines, all from respected news journals around the globe though I don't have time to cite them, relating to his drumfiness's newfound role as self-proclaimed defender of all that is good about America. (laughs) One of them says, Trump vows to fight to the death any Girl Scout who disrespects the flag. 
president proposes legislation permitting nation citizens only to watch wholesome sports played by real Americans. And you know what I mean, such as professional wrestling, ultimate fighting, motocross and ice hockey. Trump seeks to amend NCAA athletic regulations so as to permit scholarships to be awarded only to people of European heritage. Okay, he was funny and like, like, ugh, I miss this. I know. He's so funny. President, president calls on all Americans to boycott NBA games because those guys are, you know, mostly like the NFL players. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, these aren't actual headlines, but and he wrote them himself. <laughs> Like, those are good. Like, this is good. This so is good funny. material. It reminds me of when I was trying to sell Girl Scout cookies with my whole troop. And there were, like, 30 girls out there. And everyone was writing signs, like, cookies or, like, Girl Scouts. And he <laughs> made signs that were, like, if you love America and if you love children, buy these cookies. Or, like, if you don't buy these cookies, then you hate, America. You hate little girls <laughs> and yeah. you hate America. And, like, he's just very, like, He's so good. He's such a good, good. yeah. He's so good. Okay, continuing. Note that while the Drumfinator insists that... While the Drumfinator insisted this week that his anti-kneeling crusade has really, quote, caught on, the effect on NFL ratings is at best inconclusive. And in fact, there's evidence that support of the NFL, along with NFL ratings, actually has gone up in the wake of Drum's boycott call. Footnote. Oh, and then he just cites his sources. (laughs) Good for him. Cites his sources in a lunch note to his daughter, to his 15-year-old daughter. Just, like, let that sink in. And just as, if not more, important, solidarity between NFL ownership and the players has only strengthened. What better indication of this could there be than Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, a huge drumpf donor and supporter until now, doing this at the Cowboys' Monday night football game against the Arizona Cardinals. And it shows him kneeling. That's actually kind of, I didn't know that like an NFL team owner was like kneeling from the yeah. flag. It's kind of cool. Anyway, have a phenomenally fab, have a phenomenally fantabulous Friday, my brilliant and beautiful bug. Importantly, he um, spells phenomenally with an F to match with fantabulous Friday, but then adds a PH in there. So he knows or so that I know that he knows how to spell phenomenal. Um, I love, 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 love you, daddy. And then there's a little PS. PS, I know you're not eating dairy right now, which I don't even remember when I wasn't eating dairy, but okay. Which is fine, except that I worry that you might be offending a bunch of cows. See below image of a clearly concerned or even alarmed milk cow. Okay, I feel like if I wasn't eating dairy, the cows would be happy maybe he didn't really have a good understanding of the dairy industry yet and the dairy industry is bad but also it's like cows like milk is like a natural byproduct of but not in the dairy and like not how they do no and yeah no not how dairy industry but can you at least eat two delicious pepperidge farm double dark chocolate milano cookies as it says on the milano's cookie package in a brilliant illustration of marketing these cookies likely will not kill you as long as you eat at least two of them enjoy oh he saw our cute little teenage girl eating disorder habits <laughs> that's so cute oh yeah oh my god the way that we used to eat in high school we were talking about this like yeah. before on facetime when we were talking about what lunch to do and like obviously we don't want to get too into it because we don't want to like encourage any of that or give people any ideas yeah i don't think any either of our <laughs> eating habits at 15 years old should be no but it's just really funny because dad was very like I think a lot of at least for me what I did was under the guise of health like tracking what I ate like counting calories cutting out like completely like dairy cutting out completely gluten like that kind of stuff and I think a lot of people in my life because I was like I'm trying to be healthy were like okay good like yay health is really important but I think dad was one of the only people who was like He'd be like, I'm just not sure this is like a realistic thing. Or he's like, you look fine. Like you're already like in good shape. Cause you know, in high school, when you think that like, you know, like you're like, oh my God, like I don't look at all the way I want to. And then you look back and you're like, I was, I looked completely fine. Like what are you talking about? I was, especially because I was like, you know, whatever. But it's just like, I think dad was one of the only people who was like, I 
this feels like really like unnecessary and I am not like really in support of this because I think like, he didn't fully get it he just also knew that it wasn't the vibe yeah it wasn't from like a big political standpoint he was just like I think you look fine and also like I think you should be able to like eat things yeah he was real for that he I also think that. that you should be able to eat things I think you should be able to eat things too um okay well that's the end of our lunch note episode um so true dm me text me i'm lonely (laughs) what i've been in a weird mood i've been really sad i've been listening to a lot of noah khan and like yeah ugh, and like i thought that if i could pile something good on my bed i could cancel out the darkness i inherited from dad the first time i heard that lyric basically i think it's my friend ash or my friend kate or maybe both of them like they liked noah khan like before this album came out yeah um, the people who liked noah khan charlotte my friend charlotte rose liked noah khan before this album came out they're like those people are real as hell my friend bella has been seeing him live since like 2017 and has been like the front row because he played at these tiny venues and was like actually a huge fan before he blew up but kate and ash both knew stick season before like it kind of blew up and so then they sent it to me and one of them was like oh i feel like you'd like this because of the dad part and i literally was like wow i feel really seen i really I just he, remember he, like he has a couple lines about parents that are very i'm apt. still mad at my parents for what their, what parents, their parents did, did or them. i'm still angry at my parents for what their parents did to them is yeah another really good and that's one. like the most dad like what his dad did to him like i'm yep it impacted us yeah anyway stan noah khan makes me also and then listening to view between villages the death of my dog, the stress, the stress like, of my skin, the death of my dog, the death of my dad. No, literally. Guys. So when I got home from my bit for big trip, I went, I drove around and listened to that song because um, it's about like going back to your hometown and like driving around and like processing. Um, but he has a line where he's like the death of my dog, the stretch of my skin. It's all rushing over me. I'm angry again. And I changed it to my, the death of my dad. But now next time I get home, I guess I'm just going to have to alternate between the two. You have both. You have both. What a lovely life we live. So um, true. Do we even talk about like, Chester? I don't even know if we talked about that. Oh, our dog died. Yeah, Chester died. Our child a dog who like also like, you know, my dad loved Chester and like, yeah. God, it sucks. We've never lost a pet before. I know. This is the first one. And like, Chester, like, I love all of our other pets, but, like, Chester was, like, always, like... Chester was Anna's, like, soul dog. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I just loved him. He slept on the foot of my bed every night. We were besties. So it's been, like, what, like, a month and a half now? Because we haven't recorded in a long time, but... Yeah. It still sucks. Like, things just keep happening. I'm tired a little bit. And I know that there's people in the world who are, like, going through much more, but also I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, and also other people's pain. I think that, like, yeah, like, especially, like, being at these, like, Palestine protests and stuff, like, I definitely was having these feelings that was, like, I can't believe that I'm feeling sad about my own things. And I can't believe, like, when all this, like, terrible stuff is happening all over the world and people's, like, entire families are being killed and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's really easy to get into that mindset when, like, so many terrible things are going on in the world and also you're a human with your own human things going on. And I think it's really important to be able to hold space for like all of the pain and like you know know, there's a lot of pain in the world and if you know especially right now but there's always been a lot of pain and there's always been a lot of evil people I know but it's just like as human beings like we we didn't know about everything before and like I know it's so important to like be aware and raise awareness but there also is something to be said for psychologically I don't think we are meant to be this aware of every evil thing happening in the world and process all of that and I think it is really difficult like and it's people are so annoying about like oh activists burn out or like boycott burnout and like posting like oh I can't post anymore because I'm like just too overwhelmed I'm like just don't say anything then like it's annoying like when maybe people try to censor themselves and other people's suffering but it also is true that it's it's hard to comprehend the like the terror and the magnitude of what's happening, especially because it's happening so far away. And it's just something that, you know, even 30 years ago, like you might've heard about it on the news, but you wouldn't be getting the same updates. And I think it's good Mm -hmm. that we can have updates because I think it's good to 
be aware of what's happening so that you can speak out against it so that you can call your congressman so that you can um donate so that you can like go to protests but emotionally and mentally um it's just something that like we as human beings um haven't really experienced before now and it's definitely a, a, a thing to navigate as a society like how we process and deal with so much trauma and also keep being motivated to do good and have hope yeah <laughs> yeah anyway it's just something I'm thinking about a lot and that's yeah a, a diff- it's a difficult thing um but yeah thanks you guys for listening we will definitely try to be more regular and uploading um like I mean until Anna comes home like we can't sticking to like the once a week schedule will like always be a little bit precarious um but we'll definitely try to be more consistent than we have been um yeah yeah I think I'm I'm in the hotels for the next week or so so we can definitely record a couple more yeah now that I'm only taking three classes that literally basically you grade them all yourself I have time so (laughs) so we're vibing we're all good um I love doing the podcast, so I'm glad we got to, like, catch up a little bit and yeah. do this. And, yeah. yeah. So With that being said, for N9EL, tic-tac-toe, hippopotamus. SI9, Robbie knows, making S, butterflies, making butterflies with you, making a real butterfly with you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Okay. Slay.